The Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Sid is the author of Approaching the Natural, a Health Manifesto, a certified nutritionist, health coach, and programs director at the Stanford Inns Wellness Center on the Mendocino coast of California. Hello, small steppers. Sid Garza-Hillman here, and this is my podcast, my weekly show, wherein I bring you my thoughts, perspectives, opinions, sometimes conversations, all directed toward one end, which is to help you and also me live better in the modern world, to do the things of living in the modern world better, to bring in changes along the way that benefit you, benefit your family, benefit everybody that you come in contact with. It all starts with you. So this podcast is dedicated to each of you individually to try to hone your life skills, that sounds trite. Life skills, don't even, I don't, those two words, just, yeah, I spit on those two words. But life skills, right? Because, you know, how to do what you do better, right? How to get better skills to get up tomorrow and treat yourself better than you did the day before, and so on and so forth. Now, there is a lot of perspective uh, about being healthy and and doing these kinds of things, and I think a lot of those are rooted in Restriction. This idea of 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 restriction that it's not about treating myself better, that it's you know self punishment. And I got I got no love for that. I got no love for that that philosophy of living. I don't I don't have any love for you know beat yourself up in 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 the process of somehow living happier. I don't know healthier to get six pack abs. Is that your thing? Um, and it's and it could be, and that's great. But I think you can treat yourself well on your way to said six pack abs. This is a philosophy podcast above all else. This is how do we start the conversation in our own heads about the life that we want to live? How do we then make actual changes happen and not get swept up swept up into the madness of marketing and quick fixes and advertising and before and after shots and all this kind of crazy stuff that's out there. It's out there. It ain't going away. It, it's out there and it ain't going away. So we can get mad about it. And we can, you know, get get, you know, just angry about the advertising and false advertising and all this kind of stuff. Or we can understand the game, the playing field, get it. A lot of other sports references. I'm not a sport fan. I didn't want, did not watch the Super Bowl. I don't know who scored more home runs than the other team. I don't know. I don't. For all I know, it's two guys on a on a field, and they have tennis rackets in their hands. I don't know. I don't know. But that'd be a Super Bowl, wouldn't it? Um, and why is it called bowl? I don't know. Probably because of they eat cereal afterwards. I don't know. Am I speaking? I'm probably speaking out of turn. This is not my opinions on that are not well researched. That I will tell you. Okay, back to uh, just business. Um, this is a this is a solutions based podcast. Okay, it's a thinking first and then acting. Ninety percent acting. No, seventy percent acting. Thirty percent fifty percent thinking and fifty percent acting. Okay. I don't know about the uh, per, per percentages there. I really don't. And I was told there'd be no math. Um, you guys, I hope you know a lot of stuff about me because that'd be great because then I don't really have to talk about it too much. If you're, I always have to throw, throw this in there because people come are coming on board with the podcast and that's great and they should. But go to SidGarzaHillman.com to find out virtually everything. All my social media uh, links are there. You can donate to the podcast, which is phenomenal. Got some more donations this week. You guys, that that's hu- humongo. I'm writing a book. I'm like turning down some work 
trying to just focus on getting this book done. So when you guys throw me a little bit of money, even if it's, you know, five bucks a month, two bucks a month, it's huge. It's, it, it makes a huge difference, kind of takes the heat off a little bit until I can get this damn thing done. And I don't mean damn, I love it. Uh, there's no struggle associated with, with writing a book at all. It's just easy. I just kind of, I have to type. I'm just a typist. Um, but I also, uh, you know, so anyway, you can buy Approaching the Natural merchandise at that website, SidGarzahelma.com. There's Nutty Nut Nut shirts. I may have just sold out of smalls, so I'm going to be ordering uh, that size. But go ahead and order because they'll be in soon, assuming that I get that done. Uh, approaching the natural, you know, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Got it? You can get a custom signed copy of my book and you can sign up for my mailing list, which I don't send much out. Anybody on there knows that's the truth, but you do get a free chapter of my book when you sign up. Pretty cool, right? Um, here's where I'm going to, and my favorite social media, Strava, Instagram, and uh, of course, YouTube, more on that, but that's number one. Okay, I'm like a podcaster YouTuber. Those are my two main things. I don't really think of YouTube as a social media, even though I know it is, but for me, it's an outlet for my work, and I dig it for that reason. Okay, I head up the Wellness Center at the Stanford Inn, stanfordinn.com, and there's a ton of cool um, retreats coming up and just awesome things you can do at any time of the year, so go check that out if you want a true Eco Resort at your fingertips. That's what that is. Okay. And they've got a cookbook out, Dining at the Ravens, and Joan Stanford's an art therapist. She's got The Art of Play. I had her on the podcast. Uh, I don't know how many episodes ago, but that was a good conversation on creativity and the role of that in our lives and living better. Again, remember, all to that end, right? In March, end of March, I'll be at the Marshall, Texas Health Fest. That's healthfest.com. I look, just Google Marshall, Texas Health Fest, and you'll get that. March 31st, I'm speaking two or three times. I don't know that either, but I know that I'm going. Okay. It looks like, uh, and this is premature to announce, but kind of just to put it on your tentative calendars, I'll be in New York again for the New York City, the New York Veg Food Fest on, I believe, May 21st. So all of you East Coasters, uh, just come on down to say howdy to me, May 21st. Looks like that's going to happen. Same organizers as the Arizona one that I just got back from and got an email from them saying they wanted me to come out to uh, New York and do that. Okay, so that's going to be fun because I always love that. So this will be my third or fourth year in a row going back east and I always have a great time back there. And I'll be in Durham, North Carolina in August. Okay, all right, you guys. Take care, good luck. And I'll see you in, oh wait, I've got to actually talk about stuff? That's ridiculous. Really? Okay, fine. Just, you know, eat. can you just guys eat better? Listen, focus on food. Don't think about anything else in your lives except for food. Uh, if you are thinking about only food, which is fantastic, of food, you only need to talk about protein. So if you can first think about protein, second food, you're good. There's no anybody you know who thinks about protein. No, no, no. You know, everybody that you know who thinks about protein is healthy. Can't, can't, you, I said it here first. You know what? I want to see a tweet tomorrow. Quote, everybody who thinks about protein only and nothing else in their lives is healthy. End quote. Boom. Sid Garza Hillman. Okay? Just spread that around. Just ruin my career based on sarcasm. Okay? Well, he said it, so it's a quote. Technically, it's a quote. And I just, and it was a less than 140 characters. So let's just ruin him because of that. It's a bigger picture, you guys, and you know that. And if you're just joining me, you're going to know that because you're going to go let back and listen to old episodes and just get used to what I do here, okay? Last week, I brought the Thought for Food guys on and had a good time with that. hope that that was enjoyable for you. Nice little break. 
And um, for you, from the monotony of my voice, just look, accept it. Okay. Got some really nice emails. I, I, I've been getting really great emails and regularly, and it's just super awesome. But one I got, and this is related to a couple weeks ago, I talked about sort of how approaching the natural, how the natural is my home base of sorts, and that as the marketplace sways from vegan to paleo to vegetarian to you know Mediterranean to South Beach and you know who know I don't know what's coming next paleo's around and it's but there's going to be something and as we sway all these things back and forth and it's just like woo we're all knocked around I can come back to this sort of concept of us as animals and and I talked about it a couple episodes ago so go back and listen to that but one of the things that it does ground me too, though, is the is the changes in research, and the, and I, I think I mentioned it two weeks ago. But like you know, the, the lore of protein that was just like dogma. It was done, done, no discussion until there was a discussion. Well, one of the things that happens with with this kind of stuff is is one of the, the coffee. I'll just put it right out. You guys know I I love coffee. I roast my own beans, although I haven't recently because just literally one more thing is enough to make my brain blow up. So I've just been buying this. Kicking Horse Coffee. Have you guys had it? It's from Canada. The Canadians are doing coffee like nobody's. It's the only one that's rivaled my own roast. I'm just telling you. I'll be very honest. I want to be transparent here. Kicking Horse Coffee is, and I'm not a sponsor. There's no sponsorship. About as good. About as good. About. I'm not getting over, about as good. Okay. Apparently, Canada is like they've got electricity. They've got some technology, at least enough to roast coffee. I think that country is going to be doing great things. Uh, they are, yeah, I love those kids up there. But I got sent an email from a podcast listener, and she goes, she knows I love the uh, the onion, which I'll talk about on occasion. Um, but she said, these should be in the onion, but they're not actually in the onion. They're real. And she sent me these two little articles, and I'm not even going to cite them. I'm not going to like give you the links. They're just fun things, and they're ridiculous, and so why would you waste your time? But one of them said that coffee is the new anti-aging phenomenon because it's just amazing. And all this antioxidant stuff, and it's just great with the blood sugar and the whole, this long list of things. But here's the thing. It says five or more cups per day show lower inflammatory factors in the blood. Five or more cups of, and I'm thinking to myself, is that because five cups of coffee just makes your immune system stop so that there's just no inflammatory because the immune system can't do its job, which is to inflame when there's damage. Five cups of or more, five or more. So just that's open ended, because twenty that's more than five. So it seems to me that if five does really amazing stuff to your blood, twenty would be four times as amazing. In my to me, I'm again I'm not a mathematician, but that's would follow. So for all you guys, number one, think about protein. Number two. Drink 20 cups of coffee a day. This is going to be the pivotal nutrition-based episode <clears throat> of my podcast. So bookmark this one and come back to it because I'm doling out some information here. Which leads me to the natural segue of the spleen. Did you guys see that coming? Who here saw that coming? Nobody saw that coming. Don't raise your hand. Hold on to the rails on the, step, on the Stairmaster. The other thing she sent me, I swear to you, quote, the spleen... Viewed as generally useless, may protect beneficial bacteria living in the gut. I love it. Just generally viewed as useless. Yeah, the spleen, that's useless. Now, I did do a little research on that. 
um, on the spleen because it's sort of like you know like it has been the the yeah it's nothing it's old we don't appendix it's just we don't do anything it's we don't need it we've evolved away from it. Turns out may protect beneficial bacteria living in the gut for the love of all that's holy. Super like if not the most important thing is our ability to have a good relationship with a bacteria in our bodies for crying out loud. But I wanted to find out a little bit more of that one. So I did do some research and found out where they got it. It was a study out of a journal called the Journal of So Much Stuff We Don't Know About. So for now, let's not take it out of the body, Uh, which was a it's a it's an obscure journal. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's what that is. It's just that we don't know everything yet. So before we before we just cut and just take stuff out, let's leave it in unless it's causing problems and just on the off chance that maybe we don't know everything and we're not there yet. Hmm? Mother Nature just, really? Did you, you cut something out and just took it out? What did you do with it then? You just threw it in the, tr- in the you didn't even recycle it. You just threw it in the trash. I've seen a spleen, by the way, and there's that little triangle on the spleen. It is a recyclable item. So do not put put that in the blue bin, you guys. <clears throat> the dial back day of my, of me today did it. Which What did I do? Didn't eat all day. Water till dinner. Had a big freaking salad. No peppercorns. Whole, anyway. I ground it uh, like a champ. And uh, a little turmeric and some quinoa and some black beans and a just a ton of lettuce and tomatoes and amazing cashew ranch. Really good, really good. Finish eating by 6.30 because that's what I do. I'm the time-restricted guy now that most days, digging it. I mean, I'm just absolutely, I'm I'm on that bandwagon something fierce. It just makes me feel fantastic. The next day I'm feeling like light as a, light as a feather. Um, so that's what I did today. Integrated exercise back in the swing of things. I have, I realized for some reason, and I'm not going to say stupid reason because this is like the nuts and bolts of small stepping for whatever reason, the squats and pushups too much. And I, and again, like some of this work, if you're just joining me, just hang for a second. Okay. Some of this work is like eating crow. You know, it's, it, it is like, I love the engagement of being a small stepper because it's constant and just Second nature, it's you can go to work and your mind can drift into this. It doesn't take you don't have to take time out to go do this thing. But I was realizing just like, oh, I haven't been doing integrated, even though it's like 10 push-ups, 10 squats. That's where I that's where I'm back in on it. But there was just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. What I care about is I want to be moving my body throughout the day. So I was just like, you know what? I'm kicking the uh kicking the squats out. I'm just gonna go down and do 10 push-ups a few times a day. So today I had my like best day ever, and I'm still not even done yet. And I've done four three, four sets, four sets of, three sets of 10. And I'm gonna do fourth, um, you know, right after here and probably a fifth before I go to bed, 50 pushups. And yesterday, you know, didn't do any. So, you know, three weeks ago, wasn't doing any. So I'm, I'm back in, in, in the business. And the eating crow of it is this kind of mental chatter, this mind chatter that, that I hear. And I know that a lot of people hear, which is, oh, you should be able to do that. You should be able to do 10 squats and 10 pushups. That's nothing. What's that big, what's the big deal? And it isn't a big deal. 10 squats is super duper easy, except that it was obviously too much for where my brain is, probably because I've got a lot of other things to consider in my life right now, like eking out enough time to write my book and be with my family and do the videos that I do and do this podcast and all those other things, right? So that's the conversation there. And and it's eating crow only, only for a second until you realize how empowering it is to say, doing this little thing makes me now feel way better at the end of a day of doing multiple sets of push-ups feels great. So, right? 
Guys, what's the goal? Say it with me. I don't do say it with me. Okay. And I'm not going to, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like diplomatic here, but I was at a talk recently. I, I saw one. It was like, everybody repassed it. Eh, no, 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 no. Here's a thought I had the other day. And, and it's, and that's this. And I'm feeling, by the way, I'm feeling a lot better right now. I wasn't, I'm not sick, but I was sick in the head two episodes ago. Remember the episode where I like the peppercorn came out whole and I had to pick out whole peppercorns. It was a travesty on multiple levels. Um, the, the other thing that happened that day, I don't know if I talked about on the podcast, so apologize if I did. Apologies if I did. I lost a, a nice pen that I had just bought. I was in a bad mood for just no reason at all. And, and, and just, well, I mean, peppercorns, whole peppercorns, that's enough. And also losing a pen. So there was reasons. But man, did I have to get into the just... The, the just heavy heaviness of that podcast. I may have talked about it with the Thought for Food guys. You'd think that I remember week to week, but I don't. I just let it go, and I'm just free as a bird. Anyway, what I was thinking about this week, because I'm feeling much in like a much... I feel better this. I'm in a better mood right now. That's a good thing for you guys. For you guys. Um, If you guys... We all know that drugs are bad for us, and I'm not talking about prescription because they're in a walk in the park either but they help me keep my blood pressure low. Yeah, they do, and it's great, and you maybe need them. I'm just saying they're also not good for you in other ways, like coffee might do one thing, but it also, it feels like, you know, if you're doing five or more, and it's like you're doing lines of Coke, then maybe not as productive at work. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that if you're sweating profusely in a board meeting because you've just had your 13th cup of coffee to lower the quote inflammatory factors in the blood that maybe there's a better way to to just kind of tackle your but it let's let's assume that drugs are bad for us, okay? Now, we don't most of us I hope listening to this podcast don't do drugs regularly or ever. And and I would put alcohol in that kind of like mind altering thing. Such that if we understand that relationship and say, okay, well, these things alter me and they are they are potentially enjoyable in the short term and they're fun maybe as a break, but I clearly like don't drink all day and clearly, this is just the royal eye, don't do drugs three times a day with little mini drug snacks in between um, because it would be, boy, that'd be debilitating wouldn't it physically mentally just whoa I wouldn't be able to function well it would be I'd, I'd sort of like do that and then I'd probably get so stressed and, and feeling crappy that I would just continue doing that thing because it would just continue giving me the break for, of feeling bad it's sort of a self-perpetuating activity wouldn't you say debilitating on many levels and then the more debilitating the more stress on us and the more we need the drug to, to just keep us going but I want you to think just this week that food, light box food, packaged, processed, high salt, high oil, high protein, added, crazy, extracted, isolated stuff that, guess what? It gets us high. You've heard me say it before, but it's absolutely a fact. I am, I am, I'm amazed. Here's another task this week. Just just have fun with it. This is not judgment. I want you to be aware. There's no judgment here because I do the same thing and everybody I know does the same thing. And we're just a funny species this way. But we will talk about our experience of food in the most like nutty nut nut way, which is like, oh, it had a little bit of, so the, like the first bite, you just had this like little 
just a little bit of salt, a little bit of citrus. There was a, like a little, like a Meyer lemon, thing. and then it, and then it, and then it faded out. That faded out, and then there was like this little, like milk, like milk chocolate kind of thing that came in. Oh, it's amazing! And I'm just like, wait, you're talking about McDonald's fries? I don't know what what kind of sommelier of French fries you are, but that's amazing that you got all that complexity. I mean, that's incredible. But this week, tried it to either when you're talking about it yourself, because you will, because we all do. Just look at it. How, how much of a drug <laughs> food is for us. It's incredible the way that we talk about it. It's so much of this like, here's what happened. I ate this thing and it got me so high that I almost peed my pants. It was that incredible. Oh my God, really? You have got to try. I mean, you it melts in your mouth and it ju- and there's just this language about it. And I want you to think about food, not to stop, because again, food's enjoyable. It's fine. That's what we invented and we made that so. Good. Good good on us because how fun is that until it does become something that we do three times a day and snacks in between and that those packaged, highly manipulated, manufactured, technologically advanced little items that, that we can technically digest – we put those in our lives so much that if we did that with any other drug, it would be f- horrible. But guess what? It is horrible. The, the 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 light box food epidemic is horrible. It's what we're dying from. Sure, there's drug addicts and they die from that too. But as a species, what we're mostly dying from, there, there's more people who eat junk food than there are heroin addicts, Okay and cocaine addicts. They're there, and sometimes they're also eating junk food, so I don't even know what that does to statistics, but it's a it's a big deal. And if you think about that food as, and, and this is going to kind of trip you up a little bit, and so it's fine, but but when I do my sort of, when I do my talk and I talk about, you know, light box on one end, empty box slash light box, and then all the way up to heavy box, part of me wants to take the lightest box food sort of out of that spectrum and say, don't think about this stuff as food. Like, don't, just don't think about it as food because it's, yes, we can digest it, but really it's so unnatural that it's it's probably not too good to think about it as food. And that way when you think, okay, that's not food, I better eat enough food. And then I can sort of sprinkle in the not food as a way to have fun and a way to take drugs if you are open to that. And I don't mean to take drugs, I'm just saying think about food that way. It is... To me, it's it's a truth. It's a, it's an absolute truth. And and I'm talking about refined processed plants. I'm talking about conventionally farm-raised animals. We're we have created a nutty nut nut system whereby the the food that makes up most of our calories really is so off the charts crazy that it shouldn't be nearly what it is in our lives. It should just be a just a just a smattering. I mean a sprinkle of something just now and then. And instead, because pe- some organizations have done a phenomenal job of making us afraid all the time of about things like protein, that we we throw out all the consideration of, of what food really should be and say, okay, we're gonna focus on protein and therefore a Big Mac is an okay food because it's, it's high in protein and it's not okay food. It's almost not food. It's almost not food. If you consider food as stuff that is truly nourishing, to the body, stuff that helps the body, aids the body, supports the body 
And I say mind because that's that's where I come from. That's my bent is like this is mind and body in every regard. There's just no separating those two things. So the healthier the food for the body is the healthier the food for the mind, period. For some reason, I think I've talked to this before, but I've been quoted a few times on different sites that you know you can't have one without the other. You can't have a healthy mind without a healthy body and vice versa. It doesn't exist. To me, it doesn't exist, Okay. So it's about developing both of those things. But I think one of the tools to that is to see the food that is so much about enjoyment as as really a drug. Just put it in the drug class and then just do it as much as you would do drugs. And if you're doing drugs all the time, you're probably seeing the debilitating effect of what that is. But if you're doing the light box food all the time, guess what? You're probably seeing the debilitating effect of what that is. It, there isn't a lot of difference. Yes, it's legal. Yes, you can still drive your car. But the fact of the matter is, the more you do it, eventually you're just going to be driving your car to the doctor and being on insulin and uh, whatever other drugs that are going to deal with Alzheimer's, stroke, heart disease, cancer, and all the itises. It's all part of that whole deal, okay? Um, now, what, what did I just not say? What did I just not say? Here's what I didn't say. Stop doing it. I just said, Look at it in a different way so that you can identify it for what I believe it truly is. Then you can say, okay, I just don't want any of this at all because I don't want to be altered in that way or I don't want to be debilitated. Probably most of you, if you're like me, you're going to say, yeah, once in a while, kind of fun. You know, there's my single malt. And more on that because I, I brought that up in the um, in the, my most recent YouTube video. But, but you know, like know that it's junk. We, we all kind of know that alcohol is bad for us, but we're still going to go to freaking bacon in the morning. And we're going to do that because protein's okay. Uh, but really what we're doing is we're getting ourselves high first thing in the morning. And and again, maybe your life is so stressful that that's a necessary thing for you right now. And I think that's great to have that little break. But I think at the same time, you know, like I said, that's a, a few episodes ago, that's a solution. And, and maybe you can think of a better solution that makes you even happier and gives you even more of a break. How great is that, right? Okay. So that's that's kind of what I wanted to um, to address before I get into the subject of this week's podcast. One more thing, in case you are wondering, um, the Wim Hof thing, which I finished, uh, I think a week after my ultra last December, I have continued. I have not missed a day. I do multiple breathing rounds. I do a cold, some sort of cold, either cold shower, well, cold shower most days. Um, have not missed a day. Cold therapy and breathing every day. And here's the thing that I that I want to press. Uh, upon, and that is that I said it during the uh, during the ten week program, which is that I didn't join it because I thought I was going to get to some result at the end of the ten weeks. I did it to learn how to do it, and I did. So now I'm doing it still. So now to so now it's like I started it last July. Like I'm now into February, and however many months that is, we're looking at seven eight months, right? that I'm doing this thing. It's now part of my life. See how long that takes? Not overnight, huh? I didn't go I didn't have a false sense of accomplishment of finishing 10 weeks. I was like, "Okay, good. That system's done. Okay, now let me let me do this. Let me let me wrap this up in my in my life every day so that I can see what this does to me, you know, 2-3 years down the line or not, but it was a decision I made cuz I liked it. Okay? And it's been really great and I love it. Uh maybe this is an addictive um, sort of trait in me. Um, but I have a hard time. I have got to get in that cold shower before I go to bed. It is something I have had the best. The one thing that, that, that like twisted my noodle most during that 10 weeks was how much better my sleep got with cold therapy. 
And so now it's so like once in a while I'll do a cold shower early in the day and sometimes I'll jump back in for a couple, literally like two minutes in cold because it just, I don't know what it is. It just feels amazing to get in bed right after I have had a cold shower and I feel I sleep better, you guys. I don't know what, I don't know what. I'm not the only one to have this this uh, experience, but boy, it's hard for me. I don't even know. I haven't missed a single day, so I think I probably should like miss a day just to, just just because I can. But boy, it's great. Like when I was in Arizona, I took one in the morning just to get out the door because it was such a just just a bolt of energy and clarity. And just the day that I spoke, I took a nice long cold shower and just got all all just hard focused and just boom and felt really good about that. Okay. Mm. All right, you guys, I got a few things more to talk about. The title of this week's episode is extra credit. Now, oftentimes with this podcast, I will discuss the things of my life and the things that I experience and the people that I work with and feedback about that. And just, you know, I, I come in contact with people. And so it's human beings to human beings, right? And I'll share those kinds of things. This week is more about me in this sense. This came completely out of 100% resentment of, for me, of, and I don't think anybody listening to this loves what I'm about to talk about, but like receipts, taxes, accounts, okay? We have this thing, this thing on the wall which holds receipts and we kind of stuff them in there. And I write off stuff legally, but like, you know, I'm a nutritionist, so I write up that kind of stuff. And I and I, I'm a, still get money from music. I still get publishing money from music that comes in, not much, but a little bit, acting residuals from the movies and TV that I did years ago. That money still wanders in. And so there's just, so I sort of keep my receipts of those things. And then and then I have to enter them in the computer. And, and in Quicken is what I use. This is exciting. But just can you just let me get to my freaking point? My note on my piece of paper right now, this is what I wrote down like an hour ago, pissed about receipts, taxes, accounts. That was just the remind. This is a bullet point, pissed about receipts, but it's true. And I have, it has been building up to the point where it was like so full of paper that my wife and I were like, okay, this has got to be done. It was weighing hev- heavy on us. So this weekend, when guess what? I would rather have been writing my freaking book. My wife would have rather been, you know, doing the things that she does and, you know, organizing her studio, all these things that we want, and just being with the kids, for instance, or editing my video, which I did, but I had to do it much later, all this stuff, and I'm resentful about it. it. Just It just pisses me off. Why? Because what I realized is that in my lamenting and just being a baby, but still, can I just have that for a minute? Um, it, it just made me realize that how the organization of the modern world, and I trust me, this, this is intimately related to living healthy and happy, okay? The organization of the modern world is such that it is very, very difficult to do what? Anything additional. And here's what I mean. The modern world is so, if you do the stuff of just a normal kind of everyday person, which is me, and I have kids, but whether you have kids or not, just taxes, receipts, laundry, errands, jobs, commuting, it's it's bill paying, it's it's a lot of stuff just to get by day to day. I want you to think about that because 
when people decide to make changes in their lives, they oftentimes don't think about any of that stuff. And they want it so bad that they'll take on something that is just too big because the world makes it hard to do anything other than the stuff that we are used to doing. Here's what I mean. What in the world works best? What in today's world gets you by day-to-day easiest? Here's what. Relying on the things that you've done, that you know how to do, that are comfortable for you, that aren't weird, that you don't really have to think about, and that get you high. There are things that you can just skate through day to day because it's such a massive amount of stuff that we have to consider and take on and deal with. So of course, how we've eaten and what we've cooked forever is going to be the easiest thing to do. Why would we want to change that? Again, I probably should have mentioned earlier, but that's the whole health made simple philosophy. Go to nomeanathlete.com meal-plan-system, okay? Is to try to get that regular again in your life, but in a healthier way. But the end game is the same, which is the way the world's organized is, is, is no wonder that we fall back on the things that are already routines and habits because it's such a, the breadth of attention that that is required of us in this life is massive. It's so much more massive than if we were living in, in nature. It might be more dangerous for us in nature, like we would come up against wild animals here and there, but the breadth of attention day-to-day is unparalleled, absolutely unparalleled, and even in this day and age compared to humans in the modern world, you know, 100 years from now, which is, it's still the modern world. It's just, it hasn't changed that much if you think about it, okay? Yes, technology is advanced, but we're still kind of dealing with not being attached if you're living in a city to the food sources and to all those kinds of things and not having to move and all those kinds of things with the industrial revolution and all these things that we, we made things supposedly easier on us, but they haven't. And so the extra credit about it is just, this mindfulness of this attention to this this thing of if you try to break out of that and do anything extra, whether that be change your diet, whether that be take on an exercise plan, whether that be meditating, journaling, uh, marriage counseling, like anything that is outside of the day-to-day rigmarole is extra credit. It's extra stuff that that nobody will hand you. And yes, this came out of just my little rant of how resentful I am about having to enter receipts and do my and file my taxes and deal with accounts and the write-offs and the this and the running reports and all this kind of stuff. It's I hate it. I hate it. I would rather to me, and this is not a political thing, I would rather somebody say, like, if you make this much, you pay this much or take in it. No write-offs, no nothing, because I'm so over this a massive amount of unpaid time that I devote to dealing with that crap. I hate it. And I hate that anybody has to do that because to me, every moment that I spend on that is one less moment that I get to do the work that I love to do. And one less moment I get to be with my family. And I hate that. I hate that that's taken away from me and that if I didn't want it in my life, I would just have to do something illegal like people in this area where I live do, which is grow weed. And so they don't have to, so they don't file taxes. I know a guy who grows weed. He literally has not filed taxes in five years. I go, you don't even file like file and say no income? He goes, nah, I just don't file. I'm like, holy crap. What an amazing thing that I don't want to do because it's illegal and I've got a family and I wouldn't. It's just not into that principally. But just amazing, right? What a liberating thing. So again, you get taxed, no pun intended, for being in the world. 
for being part of the modern world, we are, it takes more energy and more effort to be honest and forthright and, and a so, so-called useful, productive citizen. It's massive, massive. So then with the packaged food and how much cheaper that is and everything else, we've got a model whereby we are led down a path of dis-ease, of bad health, of unhappiness. Because it's the most routine, habitual course of action that we have. And for us to take on anything outside of that is just crazy, right? It's hard. So I'm not not whining to, I'm partially whining about it. But the fact of the matter is, I just, like I said, know the rules of the game. I got it. I got it. So I'm going to try not to be debilitated. We put on some music open a bottle of wine, try to make the best of the whole craziness of that. And we've got papers all over the living room and we're like organizing that stuff. But part of me relates that to my job as a health coach, which is, and really I'm not even a health coach, I'm a small steps coach. That's what I do. I'm a small steps coach, okay? And that's because when I work with clients, the the health part of it is like fast. We get over that fast. The rest of the work is how do you get extra credit? How do you actually step out of the routines that you're in and the regularity that make it easiest to live in the modern world, how do you step outside of that and change something? Oh, I'll just do a diet. Well, don't that's don't do that because you have no idea how much stuff you have to attend to. So either one of two things is going to happen. You're going to diet's going to fail or you're going to focus on the diet and everything else is going to fail. It's a it's 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 not to be underestimated. I always say that don't underestimate because the the amount of energy and frankly, courage it takes to, to, to make our lives better is massive. And we can deal with routines and habits. We know that they're low stress day to day, even though, of course, they may be stress-inducing long-term. But eating the same foods we've always eaten, moving the same way that we've always moved, whether that's sitting on a couch and not doing much or whatever, um, the errands that we know how to do, doing our receipts and taxes, doing the cleaning of the house, all these things that we're used to, they get us by day to day. What they don't do is break us out of sometimes a life that isn't as fulfilling as we want it to be. What they don't do is make us necessarily happier, more vibrant, more alive, more filled with energy. They get us through day to day. That's not what this podcast is for. I'm not here to help you get through day to day. I'm help. I'm here to help your life get better in spite of all that stuff of the bill paying type of human being's existence. And it's real and I do it too. But how do you break out of that even a little bit that says, yeah, I got to do all that stuff and I got kids and I got families and I got responsibilities and obligations. But at the same time, I, br- I got to break out somehow in some way. And for that, I think it is extra credit. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, I see anybody doing anything that's why I love Strava because like I walked for four minutes. Like, fantastic. I mean, extra credit for you because you're doing something different and you're not supposed to be doing something different. You're supposed to be productive, taxpaying citizen that gets up and does the commute and the work and buys stuff so that it keeps the economy going and goes home and crashes in front of a TV show because that's all we got. That's a lot. That's, that's hard enough. So for you to try to break out of that, massive, you guys, massive. And hats off to everybody who does and even thinks about it is massive to me because I know, because I know what I'm doing here and I've done this for a long time. I know what it takes. 
I know what it takes, which is why I've said before, I've had to pull back reins on lots of clients because we are trained to think, I gotta get this done as fast as possible. I've got too much to deal with. I gotta get my weight off as fast as possible. And it doesn't work and it doesn't happen and it creates too much stress. But if you pull back the range, you can get extra credit by doing very little and get a massive amount of value from that. And, and, and also, by the way, real, real change. Not fake change, real change. Okay? That's what I got on extra credit, but I'm not done. I'm not finished. So just hold your, hold your horses. Um, I'm going to finish up with, with YouTube. I did a video this week called, I can't believe I'm admitting this. And then in parentheses, recipe ramp up. I'm going to throw the recipe ramp up just real quick. You can watch the video, but it's basically like, we don't follow a certain type of cookbook, like plant-based cookbooks. Like we just get recipes from wherever and we know how to sort of morph them into, into how we want them to ramp up the nutrition and still enjoy them the same way. Still getting us high, but not like, a, you know, kind of raise the bar a little bit so they're not Big Mac high. They're way better than that, right? Okay. So that's how that is. But the I can't believe I'm admitting this. I want to finish up with that. When I was in Arizona a couple weeks ago, I was at the hotel and I was getting a cup of coffee in the morning on the way out, out the door to, to, to when, when I was speaking. And there was a girl working behind the counter where the coffee was. And so she, she just was making chit chat. And she said, oh, where are you heading off to? I got, I got to go to work. And she goes, oh, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm actually speaking at a, at a veg fest. And she said, oh, oh yeah, I heard that was going on. I go, yeah. And she said, oh, what are you speaking on? I told her about restriction. That was what I was talking about. And 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 I thought that was it. And she just kind of like, without me talking about this at all or asking, she's like, oh, because she was getting herself a cup of coffee. That was what it was. So she had a cup of coffee in her hand. And she was opening a little packet of sugar. And she and she launched into this like, oh, I sometimes I, I I'll have like a little sugar, like I'll have a little of like white sugar. And I, I don't I don't I don't do it a lot, but it's like I I, I know it's like I shouldn't do I shouldn't do it, but I just feel, but I just like it. That's how I like it on my coffee, and this whole thing. And I'm thinking. What what has happened to us as, as this as this species where that's occurred? And I hope I'm not repeating myself because I this has been sticking in my craw of how much shame and guilt we have on our shoulders. And in and, and and about white sugar, I go, you're putting a like nothing in your coffee. It's a it's a t- teaspoon of white sugar. It's got 15 calories or something. It's nothing. Like don't sweat that stuff. You know, like. Can we just get this off of our shoulders? And the YouTube thing I did was this, I grapple, if you guys have been listening to me for a long time, you'll know that in the beginning, I would I would sometimes have a scotch during my recording of this podcast. I don't feel like doing, I haven't felt like doing it for a couple of years, but in the beginning, I just, it, I was sort of enjoyable and I would talk about it. And I would talk about it because I wanted to make the point that, that, health and happiness are a bigger picture than just food and that even a a health coach nutritionist isn't mostly you know going to have a perfect diet i've never met one that does and i don't even know what that means anyway so i don't even know if it exists but at the same time it's you know it's a grapple i could easily not talk about it and nobody would know and they would go oh yeah no he just did he's that all the time and i would rather be honest about those things and and put them out on the table why because i think it's better if we don't hide stuff with ourselves and with others. I think it's better when we don't keep things compartmentalized and just shove down so deep because it comes out in stress. It is exhibited in our bodies within stress. It's exhibited, it's manifested in the way that we live our lives, the way that we relate to other people and the way that our bodies are in terms of their own health. We can only assess 
the things that we do as whether they're part of who we are, truly who we are, or not. And if you're just joining me, go back and listen to old episodes talking about the first task. This is about knowing who the you of this. And that girl, to feel guilty and shame, uh, guilt and shame about a little packet of white sugar means that's taking up her mental space of feeling bad about something that she shouldn't feel bad about. Or if it's just not something she wants to do, then get it out there. Guy like, yeah, this is what I, I do this and I don't really want to do it. It's kind of a habit. So I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about changing it. Isn't that the language different about that? Like, yeah, I realize like it's, I, I do this, I've been doing it and I like it, but I bet there's like another way. And I've heard that, you know, putting blah, blah, blah in there would be a little bit better. And so I want to try that. Workarounds, solutions, get rid of the guilt and shame. Put it out there. We can only see what we can do in our lives when we're not in the haze of shame. And I, I really believe this to be true. I don't think that growth can occur under a cloud of guilt and shame and regret and remorse. I don't think that allows us to grow. I think what allows us to grow is to say, screw it. Here's what I do. This stuff is not really me. It's not who I am. So good to know it's there. It's not going to change overnight, but at least I know it's there. Now I can really look at, look at it straight in the eye. I can look at it just right in the eye and say, you're not me. And so now I'm going to take steps to move past you because you're old news, but now I know you're old news because I'm not trying to hide you from anybody. It's there. I'm not going to change it overnight, but I am going to freaking change it. What a, what a, a much more powerful way to approach your life, wouldn't you say, than, oh, I shouldn't tell anybody that I have white sugar in my coffee. Oh my God, it's so shameful. And I know that she felt probably, she was super friendly, by the way, there's no, like, no problems at all, but I'm sure she felt like sensitive because she knew that I'm like a, you know, I'm speaking about, I'm at a veg fest and I'm, she assumed I was speaking about health or something about this or immediately was like, in her brain, she was probably like, oh, he's judging me for this white sugar. I, I wasn't even looking at the white sugar, couldn't care less, even if I had noticed it until she'd brought attention to it. I couldn't, couldn't care less. I don't know. I don't know the facts. Maybe that's the only white sugar she has of the whole week. I don't know, don't care, not my problem. My only my only concern with anybody is, are you happy? I want people to be happier. So I would just rather her eat that white sugar now and then because it's not that much of a big deal and be okay with it or acknowledge it that it's not something she wants to do and be able to move past it. Those are the those are the things we grapple with, you guys. Just just an innocent thing and I feel so I feel so bad. I'm like want to just hug her and go, "You're not doing anything wrong for crying out loud." But then I'm hugging somebody in a hotel and that means I had to climb over the countertop, which I've been known to do, and that's not appropriate on any level. And then I'm asked to leave and I my camera's up in the I went through that whole scenario too and that didn't that worked out less less, less good for me. I just, I lost that trade significantly, okay? The hug did nothing to the end that I would hope to that, okay? Okay. All right, you guys, I'm gonna finish up with a, with a um, anyway, watch that YouTube channel because it's YouTube channel. Watch my YouTube channel and subscribe. We, listen, I'm approaching 1,000 subscribers. I'm so close. I have not broken the 1,000. I know that's like pissant compared to other YouTube channels, but for me, it's kind of cool because I grew it from nothing. And um, it hasn't been up that long and I love it. So I'm, I'm like so close. So if you haven't subscribed, you watch my videos, please subscribe and pass it around and show people and that would be cool, right? I wanna pass that thousand mark. That's my, that's my thing. So please, would you do that for me and throw me an iTunes review while you're at it for crying out loud? Okay, good. 
I'm going to finish up with a quote that I came across, and I really like it a lot, actually, because especially right now in the climate, at least in the United States, this is very, um, very much of my my um, my philosophy and my ethic. Okay, it's by a guy named Howard Thurman, and he wrote this: "Don't ask what the world needs; ask what makes you come alive and go do it, because what the world needs is people who have come alive." And this is a great quote. I love it because it is, to me, inhibit, it embodies the very struggle that brings me to this podcast every week for now 177 weeks, which is I want people to understand how powerful and how important your happiness is individually more than anything else, more than anything you can do in the world is to do something that, that what he says, to make you come alive because that is what the world needs. What we need, and we want to attack things head on, and I, and I understand that, but at the same time, what we need are people who are so into themselves in a, I don't mean like I'm so into myself, but like into yourself. You're, you're recognizing who you are and the life you want to live and you're maybe finding something that you have passion for and that get, makes you feel vibrant and alive and you that person goes out into the world and 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 affects major change it just is not as quantifiable it's just hard to wrap our heads around but it it's there i believe that to the core of my soul that the happier we are individually the more change there is it's just hard to add it up and it, but, but I believe that to be true. And I think that coming alive, truly coming alive in your life, not staying alive. That's what I talked about earlier in this episode a few minutes ago, which was staying alive is the work and the commute and the bills and the accounts. That's staying alive. That's, we do that great. We know how to do that with minimal stress because we have a lot of distractions built into the modern world. And so we know how to get around that stuff. That's staying alive. But coming alive, being alive, to me, is predicated on your ability to move beyond guilt and shame, to move beyond remorse, to move beyond fear, to move beyond the mind chatter that's going to exist, but to move through that, to say, that's there. I know the rules of the game. I know that I'm going to hear self-criticism. I know that I'm going to hear myself tell myself that I'm stupid and fat. I know that's coming and fine, fine, now I know, and I can look at it, but then at the same time, I'm going to move right through, and I'm going to find something that I love. How often is it that we actually go, is there something that just lights me on fire? We don't ask that question because we're so bogged down. We don't get that extra credit because we're, our days are filled, but what if there is something if you don't have it yet? What if there's something that lights you on fire? That's what you need to fix the world is to find what lights you on fire. That's worth thinking about every week, every day, every moment that you can until you stumble on that thing and then see what opens up. Something fierce, tell you what. All right, you guys, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Got it? Thanks, Howard Thurman, for that quote, because I love it. All right, you guys, you're doing great. Thank you for the emails. If you want to email me, podcast at sidgarzahillman.com. That's podcast at sidgarzahillman.com. Throw me an email if you have any questions or comments or whatever. I love stories of what you're going through, struggles, and otherwise, okay? Because it's all we're all in the same game here, right? 
SidGarzaHillman.com is how you find me and all that kind of stuff. I will be here next week, you guys. You're um, you're doing great. I'm going to tell you. Thanks for thanks for joining me and thanks for listening and thanks for spreading the word about this podcast. I I it, it's a uh, it's been an amazing experience in my life and I intend to keep it rolling for for uh, who knows how long. All right. I'll see you guys next week. In the meantime, do me a favor, will you? Be well. I'm killed and killed Cause I can't find the strength to wake up I'm dead and dead Cause my cares went away with you I'm feared and feared Cause I walk around with no ground Dreams they keep on rolling Plans they are making their way All I can do is package them Package them away Away I'm lost, I'm lost Finding means nothing to me I'm drunk, I'm drunk Cause I can't face another day I'm spent, I am spent Cause I watched you throw it all away Dreams they keep on rolling The plans they are making their way All I can do is package them Package them away Away Package them, package them